0: Bung, bung. This week, I honestly was uh, slinging some coffee, going around giving some samples to coffee shops and friggin' restaurants. Okay, and a guy come up to me and he hugs me and he and he just says, "Thank you, thank you so much, big boss man. You changed my life." And I said, "I said, hey, you're welcome, bud, but, but." please, can you just let me know how I changed your life, I've got no idea what you're talking about right now, and he says to me, betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty, enter promo code potty exclusive 50, or potty 30, for 30% off the NBA package, and I was like, wow, you really, you really listen to the show, huh, and he was like, it's not just the show, it's the, it's the advertising. He says, without you insulting me for being a poor person, I never would have signed up to bet with Joel. And he says, he says, I didn't even have the money to sign up. It was an irresponsible move on my behalf, but my wife didn't respect me anyway, because I haven't had a job in 15 years. I've been sponging off the government and all they're paying me is 200 bucks a week. We're eating, you know, we're eating bullshit, two minute noodles, baked beans, you know, bread. And, you know, we don't want it to go off. So we freeze the bread oftentimes and, you know, have to toast it. If we're lucky enough, I might, I might save enough to have some butter on my bread. And because of you boss, man, I, I sucked it up. And I irresponsibly put my whole Centrelink wage into a, a Bet With Joel subscription. And look at me now. And I looked at him and he was wearing a three-piece suit. His shoes were shinier than the night sky. Okay? And he smelled He honestly, dude, he smelled it a little bit like cinnamon. I wanted to chuck him in one of my curries, to be honest. He smelled delicious. And he said if it wasn't for welcome to the potty and bet joel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty enter promo code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription or potty 30 for 30% off the nba package i don't know where i'd be right now probably dead definitely homeless my wife would have left me my kid wouldn't respect me you know he said he used to walk his kid to school and the kid would when there's one block left just wrestle himself free and and run the rest of the way away from his disgusting poor father. And he's escaped that li- that life. He's escaped that world through Bet with Joel. <laughs> so sign up to Bet with Joel at BetWithJoel.com slash ref slash. Welcome to the party and to promo code party exclusive50 for 50% off your first week subscription. Or party 30 for 30% off. The NBA package, the most lucrative package. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party, welcome baby, welcome, welcome to the party, welcome 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 to the party, welcome baby, welcome oh, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Oh, no. welcome to the party, Bang it's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man aka the Clumsy Jeweler cause I'm always dropping gems aka the milkman. cause I always deliver aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PR of podcasting the captain, the fucking Steph Curry of podcasting. Cause I'm wet, son. I'm wet. And that's, you know, that's no home loans, dude. We're out here, bro. I just got home from the doctor and, um, you know, talked about doctors last week and, you know, I'm doing tests. I went and did two tests today and, you know, we'll get that back. And hopefully, hopefully everything's all good, but I'm still not drinking. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make sure my body's like, um you know, in good, in good nick, I'm trying to just like, give it a little bit of time to recover, give it, give it some time to heal, but yeah, you know, I've got some worrisome, some worrisome, uh, symptoms going on, so we're, we'll find out, we'll find out, but until then, let's keep bringing the fucking, the energy, bringing, bringing good vibes to the fucking, uh, welcome to the potty community, WTTPC, um, now, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Um. Oh yeah, the diet. So last time, I last time, last episode, I said I lost eight kilos in. I think it was four weeks, four or five weeks. It's been one week since then, and I'm back up another two kilos. Um, so you probably shouldn't weigh yourself all the time because sometimes muscle, sometimes you're losing fat and putting on muscle. It's it's hard to really know what's going on, um, especially when you don't have like a whole fucking like BMI scanner and all this. Uh, I think I look a little bit better. Uh, I feel better. But yeah, who really knows? Because I, I, I do have a number in mind that I want to get to, but if I'm putting on muscle at the same time as I'm losing this fat... I'm not gonna get there, so that's pretty infuriating. But whatever. I just I just don't want to be a fat cunt anymore, to be honest with you. Um, I shot some hoops last Sunday. That was good. I went out there with Lavelle. Um maybe, you know, possible future. Uh welcome to the potty assistant slash producer slash um button presser slash beer drinker. Cause you know, I'm I do intend to get back on the uh the beers. Probably in the next, probably it just depends on what the, the medical tests come back as, you know, maybe I have to quit forever or maybe, maybe everything's all sweet and I'm just being a nervous Nelly and then I'll just get back at it, you know, not, um, you know, not like back at it as in like, let's just be an alcoholic, but back at it as in like, hey, whose birthday is it next? Let's, let's really do this. Um, but yeah, I did go to the movies this week for the first time in, you know, we're looking close closer to eighteen months than twelve months, I'd say. And yeah, that was that was a fun experience. But yeah, I did I did eat a whole bag of M- uh, Maltesers, so you know, really put some sugar in that bod. Really put. I'm um, that was two, two or three days ago. I think it was yeah, two or three days ago we went and now, yeah, I'm really, really trying to uh, figure out how to, how to, you know, cure diabetes. Because I think I've got it now because of all those Maltesers, bro. And no disrespect to Maltesers because, you know, I don't really um say brand names unless they've done me dirty but they've done me dirty in like a good slash bad way. They're so fucking goddamn delicious that it's highly likely that I've got diabetes. You know what I'm saying? So, so shout out to Maltesers. Um, I'm going to sue you if I've got mol if I've got diabetes and, um, you know, we've got another story about diabetes later in the show, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Right. Um, I did open mic last night, and honestly, the whole crowd was really comedians, so it's hard to say whether you did well, because everyone's seen your shit before, no one's laughing, and it's just a fucking shit show, honestly, Um, and I did my good shit, because I just, I've started writing some jokes, and I don't have them all the way there yet, and I'm not, I don't feel, I don't know if I'm confident enough to just write on stage, you know? And that doesn't mean you bring a pen and paper on stage. That means you go up and you just sort of say jokes and you record yourself and you sort of, you just work it out while you're up there. I don't don't know if I've got the confidence in myself to do that shit yet. Maybe I should. Maybe I should, that's all I do here. You know, I don't do anything, I don't take notes. You know, people send in advice emails. I've got a couple dot points of things I want to discuss. Um, it looks like, looks like the camera's not level today, which is pretty fucking annoying, but I'm not going to do anything about it, bro. We're already, we're already 10 minutes in. Um, so yeah, last night, bro, this fucking guy comes up to me. Well, first off, he was, he was, he was heck, he wasn't heckling, but he was trying to have like a conversation with me while I'm on stage, you know? And, um... I'm just doing a bit about diversity and, you know, he's like, what about white people? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, white people have had it so hard, bro, you know? Um, just whatever. But, you know, he was trying to be funny, but, you know, I'm the one with the fucking microphone, you know? So I was like, this is not a dialogue, bro. And I talked over him and I continued my joke and I got it out. And then he came up to me after my set and he offered to buy me a beer. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm actually not drinking right now thanks or whatever but um I was I was a bit harsh I I was pretty cold to him probably because I just I was off him a bit because he uh interrupted me so I didn't yeah I didn't really want to fucking speak to him you know um and Rachel (laughs) Rachel was like oh like wow like you're all right. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all, I just like bit off him, you know, like, for, um, interrupting me, just, like, oh, you know, just fake it, like, just be nice, and that's like, that's, conflicting advice, you know, my parents raised me to be honest at all times, okay, honest, um, and, you know, I disagree with that as well, I disagree with that as well because I just feel like to to get anywhere in life you you need to you need to stroke some people's egos. You either need to stroke egos or stroke kids, it seems, to to really be successful in this world. And I'm just calling it how I see it, bro. I'm not, you know, I'm not reporting, I'm just saying. But you know there's there's no moving forward. There's no promotion. There's no growth without, you know, stroking some people's egos, bro. You know, as a comedian, you think I can just get on stage wherever I want, whenever I want? No. You got to play the game. You got to, you got to, you got to get, Introduce to people you've got to get connected so you've got to ask people for things but you've also got to make them feel like the fucking king you know king shit to do something for you like oh man i've, I've seen what you do you put on like the most amazing shows i've ever seen can i get on that that kind of shit even if that's not the fucking truth, it might not be a bad show, but it's it's unlikely that's the best shows you've ever seen. But you got to say shit like that. You got to be dishonest. You got to stroke some egos, bro, to get where you want to be. And if I, if I was completely honest all the time, I would I would most likely be telling eighty percent of people that speak to me to fuck off. <laughs> I would most. I would probably be telling most people, "Look, you're not a person that I feel like I want to have a conversation with right now. So please leave me alone." And last night, I even had a little moment of honesty. Obviously, with this guy that wanted to, you know, basically basically scream "white power" at my show. <laughs> That's not what happened, but you know, exaggeration, but. Him, and then this other guy comes up to me, and he's, an, I won't, no, I won't give too many details on him, but he comes up to me, and he says, oh, do you get nosebleeds uh, from, from being up there, that altitude, and I just, uh, I just didn't, I couldn't fake it, bro, and I was just like, oh, fuck, that's so funny, dude, oh, and he, uh, he's like, oh, man, like, I I didn't, I didn't mean anything, but like, and I was just like, I was just like, dude, not original. Like I've heard it all. Let's just leave it. You know? And I don't often do that. I often do the fucking, <laughs> you know, the fake, like <laughs> that bullshit. And I just wasn't, I wasn't there last night. I wasn't there to pretend that that's like a dope way to start a conversation with someone. Cause mom and Rachel, they're always telling me, they're always telling me, uh, Oh, that's, you know, people just want to s- start conversations with you. They're just trying to talk to you. They want to talk to you. Say hi like a fucking adult, bro. You know? Oh, fucking hell's the air up there. Oh, you're getting nosebleeds. <coughs> you know? How about fucking, hey, how you going? I saw you set last week. Good shit. Oh, <laughs> Imagine how well I'd take that, you know? Hey, what's up, man? I've seen you around a bit. I just wanted to introduce myself. My name's fucking Cockhead, you know? See, this is how I think of this guy now. Every time I see this guy, I'm going to fucking see red, you know? But but this is how people want to fucking start conversations with me, dude. And then people, you know, people, people will often say to me like, "Oh, you know, you don't, you don't make yourself super approachable." This is why, because <laughs> I don't want fuckwits like this coming up to me to have this same conversation every single day of my fucking life, bro. This isn't funny. This isn't funny today. Um, let's just bang some bung bung bean down the old neck hole. And that's what, you know, and this isn't supposed to be funny. This isn't supposed to be funny, bruh. This is a this is a point. N- networking is just pretending to be a pleasant person, bruh. That's how that that's how I that's how I see it. Cause I when I'm networking, I mean, I'm generally in a room full of strangers that I don't fucking actually care to meet, to be honest with you. So, I'm So i so I'm not in the best mood and, then, and so I'm pretending to be pleasant for these people that may be able to do something for me. That's what networking is. It's what can I get out of this person and how pleasant am I willing to be to get it? (laughs) That's networking, bro. That's networking 101. You got to fake it. I would like, you know, they say fake it till you make it. I'd like to do the reverse of, you know, faking pleasant. Why don't, why don't I act like a complete cunt at all times Because, you know, people get to a certain level of success and they're just complete fucking cockheads. Why don't I be at the level of success I'm at now, but with the attitude of one of these scumbags and fake it that way? Start at the top and people will just believe, based on my, you know, unpleasant persona that, oh, he must be somebody to be treating me like this. That's what I that's what I'd like to do is just become successful based on being a cunt. You know? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about like Weinstein. I'm talking about just it's fake it till you make it, but instead of wearing a Rolex and driving a BMW that I cannot afford. Just act like a cocksucker, bruh. And that's not, you know, that's not that's not um. Home, not that's not homophobic. What I'm trying to say, I'm just a cocksucker is in like a fucking an asshole, and both of those words, you know, have homophobic connotations. I guess asshole. But I was listening to this podcast the other day where this this lady comedian that I don't particularly think is that funny, and it's not because she's a lady comedian. I think there's there's a lot of funny lady comedians, particularly my one of my favorite comedians ever. Sarah Silverman, um, and a few, you know, one in, one here in Adelaide in particular, Georgie Carroll, she's, she's one of my favorites, I think she's hilarious, you know, Um, but I was listening to this fucking podcast, bro, and she's just like, she thinks she knows sexuality, and men, and all this, and she's saying like, at some point, there's just a point with every man that you're going to have to end up putting your finger in their asshole. Like just saying that all men want it. And at some point that's going to be required to make them come. And I was just like, what are you, what are you talking about? And yeah, she's a comedian and like things are said in jazz, but you could tell that she, she honestly believed that. And I think she like, there's some, there's some, there's something to be explored there about the type of men that she's attracting that, are forcing, not forcing, but maybe she's attracting men that have porn addictions or something and like nothing less, like finger in the asshole is the the minimum level of stimulation for these men. Or maybe she's attracting men that that enjoy that because they believe that she'll do it and maybe she needs to have a little bit more self-respect or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But... Uh, I don't, yeah, that's, that's an asshole tangent, but yeah, I want to, I want to just, instead of faking it till I make it by investing in, you know, in, you know, a fucking Rolex and a, an AMG and, you know, nice three piece suits and fucking, you know, Louboutin shoes. I want to just invest in acting Acting like as much of a cunt as a successful person, and then people believing I'm successful and wanting to work with me based on me being an asshole, and then I get to the point where I'm like, surprised, motherfuckers, I'm actually pleasant, and then then they'll they'll let their guard down, and be like, oh man, like I thought you would be of a cunt, but since you're not, I've got this joke that I've been thinking of for months, um. listen to this. Um, Do you get nosebleeds being at that altitude? And I'll be like, you're fired, motherfucker. And uh, don't forget to kill yourself on the way out. And that deafening silence right there, that's me staring at them with a serious face. Like, I mean it when I say this. And that's networking, bro. And that's how to be successful. That's that's the recipe. That is the recipe, dude. I was driving um in the country this week, earlier this week, maybe Monday. And I saw a truck driver, and this is there. There's no um, what do you call it? Transition, really, from the networking thing. I'm on. I'm now I'm on truck drivers. Um, rolling a uh, tobacco cigarette, loose Lucy, rolling a Lucy, um while driving a a truck, you know, transport. And I was, yeah, I was nervous at first when I saw it because I was like, what if this dude slips and, you know, clips me and I'm just in a sedan, you know? And then I was like, the level of confidence to be doing transport in a truck and rolling a Lucy at the same time is pretty high. So I believed in him. I instantly believed in him and I was no longer nervous, but yeah, that's just that's a wild motherfucker, bro. Really, really going for it, really going for it in the, you know, the, the eighteen wheeler. He was on eighteen of them things on the road and really putting my life at risk to roll a Lucy, and I know how good a Lucy can feel. I I usually like it like to feel a Lucy after, probably six or nine beers, but. This dude's not drinking, hopefully, and just rolling loosies while driving a truck. And that's really, that's that, that's that tobacco road, bro. If you've never heard of Tobacco Road, that's it. It's in South Australia. And I've been on it. And I watched a guy really, really put others' lives at risk rolling a lucy, And I could have been one of those dudes on the news that, you know, died on impact, you know, got, was incinerated, you know, I could have been that guy because of this guy, you know, there's, there's all these commercials on TV about drink, drive, you're a selfish prick, which is wild language to be using on television and that, but that's fine, you know, I'm on the Welcome to the Potty podcast, I've said the C word a few times this episode, the F word multiple thousands of times, you know the S word sometimes. I don't think I've said the B word yet today, but um, there there should be commercials about roll Lucy's and drive. You're a trucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? If they're gonna say prick, they gotta say roll roll a Lucy and drive. You're a trucking idiot. That is, I might have to submit that as an idea to. SA government or something, bro. Or even, you know, federal government. That could be an Australia-wide commercial, bro. Because that that shit made me nervous. You know, anxiety. And anxiety is really being scared about the future. And depression is being sad about the past. And what is um, what is it when you're just miserable about... <laughs> if you're so present, you're in the moment at all times, but you hate that moment. What's that called? um, there's got to be something real funky. That's like, it's kind of depression, but it's, it's more, it's more in the moment. You're not thinking about the past, you know, depression. You can be depressed over, you know, your life, you know, of so many failures, so many dead friends and family, so many breakups, so many children that don't want to speak to me, you know, that's depression but just like just just sitting in your own filth and just being like depressed but 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 also not you know what's that that's a disease that they haven't come up with yet or they haven't figured out a name for it yet you know because i came up with it we could call it like you know, you know, being McMathatosed or something like that. But then that makes, that could really make me feel like people would look at me and be like, oh, that, that motherfucker's sad. But I'm not, I'm just a doctor that came up with, you know, the like if I discover a disease, I'd name it after myself. So do you think herpes is named after a guy called like, you know, he's like a infectious diseases, Dr. Herp or something? Herpes? That's, you know, these are the, these are the questions we ask here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but, um, yeah, that's enough about my life, I think. I don't, I don't think I've done anything else really of note this week. Um, doctors, truck driver, um, you know, networking, but that's 27, that's 27 minutes now of One of the unfunniest podcasts I've ever done. So let's go into the news and see if we can pick this shit up. Um, yeah, it could be hard. It could be hard to pick it up here because we have to talk about Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin is the murderer of George Floyd. The guy who put his knee in George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes. Um you know, around this time last year, Uh, he was guilty, he was found guilty on all counts and, you know, honestly, you know, I got a lot of text messages that day, like, dude, how good, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's a step in the right direction for that fucking bullshit country over there, but also, also, um, George Floyd should still be alive, so it's a bit of a bittersweet moment, man. Sorry, my shoes are squeaking. Um, Yeah. And, you know, they've put him on suicide watch and shit, you know. And it's like, fuck that dude. Put him in his cell with probably a cellmate named like D- D- Derail or Derail, something like that. Like his name kind of matches his mental state, like he's fully dera- D- D- derailed. And his name's D rail and you know he's got a slab bigger than his rap sheet, and he's really going to put it down on DC Derek Chauvin, you know. I think his name's Derek Chauvin. Who gives a fuck about that? Oh man, yeah. But suicide watch? He should be on homicide watch, bro. Someone, I hope he gets. I hope he gets killed in prison. Uh, with a knee on his neck for nine minutes. You know, I really, th- I really hope that's the way that motherfucker goes out. And I'm sorry to wish death upon somebody, bro, but George Floyd should still be alive. I shouldn't have to, you know. Derek Chauvin dying won't bring George Floyd back. I get that. But doesn't he deserve to understand he murdered someone in cold blood? And it wasn't just, it wasn't the easy way out. It wasn't like a headshot or something, instant. Nine minutes while the man cried for his mother. Yelling out he can't breathe. He wasn't resisting. He was already cuffed. Why has he got a knee on his neck? We don't need to go back there. I'm sorry. But this is, you know, this is how this man should go out. And he should be on homicide watch, but not like to stop it, but to like maybe live stream it or something like that. Okay, that's a bit sick. That's a bit sick. Let's be real. But yeah, I yeah, a lot of people messaged me, and I appreciate it. People, you know, people want to share in the the milestone, and you know, could have gone sideways. It always does. Usually, they, usually they get off. So I understand why you think that I would be happy, and I, you know, to an extent, I am. It's just a bittersweet moment. It's it's good that it's been recognised as wrong, even though you know. It should have all like why was it not before and and George Floyd is dead man like why did it happen that's the thing though you know it's like it's like yeah we can be happy that that something's changing but isn't it a bit late for all of that when the guy's fucking dead why, like, why did he feel comfortable doing it in the first place? That's the problem, man. But thank you to the, like, honestly, I probably got 30 text messages. I, like I knew George Floyd, man. Like, so yeah. Thank you to everyone who, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking shots at people who messaged me and I, I, yeah, I get why it's a good thing, but it also is like, it's just fucking sucks, man, that, that it even fucking happened. You know, it feels weird to celebrate because a a, a man got killed. A man got killed, uh, you know, it just shouldn't have even happened. But I get it. I do get it. It's just, whatever, man. I think I'm in a bad mood because I'm fucking very scared about my health. I think that's why I'm not funny right now. And I think that's why I wasn't funny last night at Open Mic. Everything's, <laughs> um, how about we get off of, um, Let's get off of uh, Derek Chauvin. Let's, let's play like some sort of sound bite to pick things up here. This, one, this one's for Derek. Okay. You guys have heard me talk about Big Fat Lizzo. Big Fat Lizzo. She is a rapper or singer or, um, you know, oral artist. Uh, not a not adult oral but um mu- like musical musical orator and um hold on I'm just gonna finish this bean mm, bung bung coffee the best coffee you'll ever find bung bung easy money now yeah so I've talked about big fat lizzo before bro and she you know body positivity we need to uh We need to distinguish the difference here between body positivity and um, dying before your time. Okay. Now, body positivity should be more for somebody probably like me. I am a little bit overweight. I'm not, you know, I'm not shredded, which I'd love to be. uh, And I feel, I do feel bad about myself on a regular basis. And so I should probably just embrace my body. And be happy because you know I'm not, I'm not uh, you know morbidly obese. You're talking about big fat Lizzo, who weighs twice as much as I do, and she's half my height. Um, doing doing big fat body positive campaigns. Um, so, but it really, I don't, there needs to be a difference between body positive and pro diabetes. Do you understand what I'm saying, Dove? Is a brand that you know embraces big women and all that. And hey, I love a big girl, bro. You know, my girl, my my girl's very very narrow, but I love a big girl, like curvy. I'm not talking lizzo. I'm not talking like, um, sloppy dude. I'm talking like firm but thick. You know. Uh but but this isn't this isn't okay. This isn't okay what I'm seeing. So she's she's doing another, you know, she's fighting the fight. She and and they've done this this photo shoot for Dove and she she it's an un, unedited nude photo that's dropped and it's supposed to be like love your body. And if you really loved your bodies, you wouldn't only love your big fat rolls, you'd also love your arteries, which you clearly don't. Cause those motherfuckers is filled up, you know. And you know her Instagram handles, Lizzo be Eaton, Like we don't fucking know. Come on, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and and uh, you know make make her a hero for this. I don't. I I, I can I can't agree with it. I can't agree with it. You know, like, you know, I was talking about the truck driver before and he, you know, his confidence made me feel safe, right? But I still want there to be a, you know, roller Lucy while driving, you're a trucking idiot ad because I don't think it's okay to do it. Now, Lizzo's body positive bullshit is making fatties feel safe, okay? And they shouldn't. you Why is your resting heart rate 160? You know? Sort it out. You're looking wild for the night, bruh. You've never, you know, you've never created life. You still got stretch marks. Bruh, I am nowhere near as big as this bitch. All right, there we go. The B word came out. And I have stretch marks. And I'm ashamed of them, bruh. I put fucking, what's it called? Um, it's like this or, bio oil. I put bio oil on them shits because I've been told that's what you're supposed to do, bro. I, bro, I need I need help with body positivity, but not from like not from a dying person, dude. She is, bro. She needs talking about suicide. Watch, she needs to be on suicide watch. She's going death by calorie, bro. <laughs> She's doing death by calories, bro. Remember death by a thousand cuts? It's a form of torture. I think it was Japanese. And they cut you. They do little slits on your back. A thousand of them till you bleed out. Little tiny cuts. And she's doing death by a thousand fucking meals. <laughs> she's doing death by a thousand meals, bro. And it's not okay. We need... To do better, as a we can't applaud this, you know, we don't, we should, we, I don't think we go and shame her like I am right now, but I don't think we, you know, I think I'd leave her alone if she wasn't pretending that it's all good and it's all healthy. It's not a dope, it's not a dope message to send, um, all the fatties out there, and you know, in saying that with all these dudes with all their fucking cut up rigs and fucking never had a carb in their life, that's not a dope message to send either. That's not like, that is not an achievable body for any normal person. The discipline required, the workout required, like these people cannot have jobs, you know? The amount of exercise you need to do, the amount of steroids you need to have access to the amount of doctors you need to keep you alive while you're doing steroids. They don't say all of this to people. They don't tell people that this is the way it is. So I'm not just, I'm, I don't just have a problem with being fat Lizzo and being fat is dope and all that. Being, you know, being shredded is often, you know, people people think they can starve themselves and that's all it's going to be. It's like, no, you need some TRT. You need some HGH. You need some, some anabolics, you know, you need it all. You think that you think these motherfuckers parading out with no shirts on Instagram is all natty, bruh? Fuck no. These cats are really out here injecting, bruh. But yeah, man, that's all. That's all. That's all for news, dude. Is diets diets and you know Cops. But if you guys like coffee you should you should go to bungbungcoffee.com this is this is strong coffee it's good coffee it is effective coffee and i mean effective by in the sense of it will keep you productive without making you feel like you've just done half a bag of coke you will be focused in without having to do adderall you will be ready for work ready for training ready for partying, you know? It's delicious, milk cuts with it well. It's a strong espresso. So if you like espresso strong, then you like this. If you like some weak bullshit, this ain't for you, bro. But if you like some some milk in your coffee, milk cuts through this shit like room temperature butter, my babies. BungbungCoffee.com, enter code WTTP, no. Sorry. Enter code party P-O-D-D-Y for 15% off your orders. Ah. I don't know if you motherfuckers have heard about um, Steph Curry lately. He does sports, uh, NBA basketball. He is probably on the best shooting streak uh, of anybody in the history of the NBA right now. In the past eleven games, he's shot, he's hit like eighty threes at like a fucking forty percent clip. He is just just something else. And they're talking about MVPs and he's not even in the conversation. They're talking Nikola Jokic, Jokic, Joel Embiid, Um, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. These motherfuckers don't even play anymore, apparently. KD's played like nine games this fucking season. Um, Who else are they even talking about? Luka was in the conversation. I don't even think he's in it anymore. But uh yeah, these cats out here really hooping. And um yeah, Steph Curry, bruh, is just on another level. This is the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life in terms of basketball. I've never seen anything like it. He's transcendent. You know, I don't lose I don't use that term loosely. Motherfuckers like, you know, exaggerating for ratings and clickbait and all this. Not me, I keeps it real. It's all sourced. Well, it's all unsourced, but this This thing right here is sauce. This motherfucker is transcendent. He has literally changed the game of basketball. He's shooting fucking 45 footies like they're free throws. Okay. Uh, He makes the game look so easy. He's getting guarded full court and still hitting like 10 threes. Are you kidding me? And they're not easy shots. He's going off on balls. He's doing step backs. He's fucking shaking and baking and christen and crossing. And you cats think shit's sweet out there. This motherfucker needs to be in the talks about the race for MVP. That's all I'm saying, you know? I'm not reporting, I'm just saying, bro. And, you know, while we're talking about players doing the most, let's talk about Julius Randle from the fucking New York Knicks. He was one of these guys who people gave up on. Oh, you know, he's not going to reach his potential. He's this, he's that. This motherfucker came in this season and has had one of the most drastic improvements. Uh, I don't know how many years he's been playing now, like eight or something. Like He's been in the league a bit. And this season, he is out there chopping it up. He's averaging more points than Paul George, more rebounds than Clint Capella, more assists than, um, who'd they say? Who did they say? Uh, Lonzo Ball. He's out there really doing it. The whole league is better when New York Knicks are winning. I don't know why, because I've never given a fuck about the Knicks. I've gone to the garden and seen them play, but they were playing against the Bulls at the time, who are my favorite team, who suck, by the way. So I didn't give a fuck about the Knicks. And D-Rose played, and he chopped it, and they beat the Knicks that night, okay? But now D-Rose is playing for the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau's coaching the Knicks. Taj Gibson's on the Knicks. It is like the old Bulls. Honestly, it's a beautiful thing and um, yeah man, I just m- much credit to Julius Randle. I don't know what the fuck he did in the offseason. He might have been doing workouts with the rock and really injecting, who knows. But this motherfucker is really on Michael's Secret stuff this season and most improved if he if he doesn't get most improved player, um the NBA's rigged, which it is. But uh <laughs> What else have we got here today? What are we at? We're at 45 minutes. Um. Oh, shit. Let's do Clay's Reviews. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set, design, directing, acting, lighting, or costume. This segment is Clay's Reviews. I watched a TV show called Baller's. <clears throat> uh, on binge, it's an HBO show, and it's pretty much entourage, but instead of acting, instead of it being about actors, it's about um, sports ballers, uh, NFL players. The Rock is the main character, and honestly, he's made, he's wearing a uh, three piece suit uh, made out of king size sheets. Okay. Uh, with like a 3,000 thread count probably. That's how he orders his suits. He he, he does it by thread count. And, you know, his neck's so thick from his HGH and testosterone that he can't even wear a tie. And every fucking, every time he has a conversation, he has to start his sentence with, (laughs) like that, okay? He's a financial manager and someone will be like, Hey, um, you know, his name's Spencer Strassmore, and they'll call him Spence. I'll be like, Spence, you know, what about this investment, that investment? What are you doing? Why are you doing this when you're supposed to be focused on me? <laughs> Brother. He sounds like he sounds like a wrestler because he is. He goes, <laughs> Brother, we're gonna make you a lot of money. <laughs> Every time he speaks. <laughs> and it's, you know, it does your head in, but I'll tell you this, this fucking TV show hit me hard, bruh, because it deals with the, like, your identity as you retire from sport, Um, and that shit hit me hard, because I struggled with that, I sometimes do, I miss basketball so fucking much, bruh, and when I went out and Played on Sunday, I was like, shit, let's make a comeback. But, you know, that was almost a week ago and my body's still fucking recovering, so there's no way I'll ever make a comeback. But um, it deals with ego, you know? You're you playing a game. You're you you are a, you're a glorified chess piece, you know? But you think you're the fucking king. Everyone thinks they're the king, but they're all pawns. You understand? The king is the owner. The player is the pawn, but every... every Single player, every individual player in every professional sport thinks they're the king. And, yeah, man, the ego is a powerful thing. And you you know it, but you watch this show and it really portrays it well. Like, it, they actually did a really good job. There's, you know, there's some corn balls in it and all that good shit. Man, you corny! But... um. Yeah, dude, I fucking enjoyed it. And it, it, I might have a bit of bias because of my lived experience, but uh, Bowlers, 7.5 out of 10. And I also went and saw the Mortal Kombat movie this week in theaters. Um, it was the first time I've been to a theater in, like I said earlier, almost almost 18 months. And I went to see this movie that I worked on. Yes, I was an extra. I was an extra in this film. I did four 16-hour days on this film. And let me tell you this. Your boy's in the movie. Four 16-hour days, and my face is in a feature film for approximately one second, maybe 1.5 seconds. I'm in it. So yeah, ha. more to, in the words of Spencer Strassmore, <laughs> ten out of ten. What a masterpiece! Yes, this is the beginning of the end, you motherfuckers. I am really gonna, I am really gonna turn up. I am going to start being an absolute piece of shit to everyone I meet. Because I'm a fucking famous actor, okay? So go get me a coffee. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I'm in it. So 10, I'm in the fucking movie. So 10, think about that. What else we got here? Some advice? Let's let's do it then. We need to move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. This one seems wild for the night. So this one's coming in from Annabelle. Annabelle. What's Annabelle got to say? This shit here says, uh, I had an abortion on Tuesday. Okay. Um... Hi Clay. My name's Annabelle. I'm 16 and on Tuesday I found out I had an ectopic pregnancy. Something I'd never heard of before, and I needed to have a surgical abortion that afternoon. Uh, before I keep going, I'm just gonna Google ectopic pregnancy because I've I'm not really sure what that means. Ectopic pregnancy let's see. An ectopic pregnancy occurs when a fertilized egg attaches somewhere outside the uterus. An untreated ectopic pregnancy can be a medical emergency. Okay. Let's, let's hear more. I'm sorry to hear that Annabelle. Let's, uh, let's hear more. Uh, a surgical abortion that afternoon. That went very well. According to my mom's doctor, And I was able to go home after it was done. I'm not sore, but just achy and crampy and bleeding a lot. Uh, This week has been a blur. Right now I'm feeling so lonely and isolated and afraid. I haven't been to school since Monday morning and need to go back tomorrow. There are only a few people who know I was pregnant and had the abortion. Those are my parents, my friend's parents, my doctor and his staff. That's it. I haven't said anything to my friends, but they keep asking why I'm not in school and I don't know what to tell them. I have to go back tomorrow and I feel like, hold on, when when did you send this in? Nine hours ago. So you're probably at school already. So sorry for not getting to you sooner. Um, I have to go back tomorrow and I feel like there I'm wearing a letter of shame because of what happened. And she's talking about the scarlet letter. That's what she's talking about. And so she's, she's well read. Uh, I want everything to return to normal, but I know it can't. I'm gonna need to figure out what to say to people and how to deal with things if someone finds out. I heard there may be a, already be a rumor about me being in the hospital. I don't know if someone heard something or saw me there or what it's all about. How do I deal with this shame? I feel like such a terrible person right now because of what I did. I practically begged my friend to have sex with me, and when he did, I got pregnant. I had to tell him. And then he was all nice and supportive, but I haven't seen him since Wednesday morning when he stopped on his way to school to give me some flowers. And I think he texted me yesterday, but I wasn't up to talking to anyone because I'm sick and crampy and disgusting. How can I go to school tomorrow? Should I text my friend back or wait for him to get back to me? What should I tell my friends and teachers? I think they will know what happened just by looking at me. I don't look the same. I don't feel the same. I don't think I am the same as I was. Okay. There's a, there's a number of things to uh, unpack here. Now, how can you go to school tomorrow? Um, you just go. Okay. You just go. It's no one's business. If they ask, just say you're unwell. I wasn't well, you know, My uh, that's, you know, I, don't, I still don't feel well. Don't worry. I don't have COVID. I've been tested. Um, I just haven't, I haven't been well. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'll be back to normal in no time. They don't it's not their business unless you want it to be. Um, should you text your friend back? Yeah, he's already reached out for you and you've ignored him. This is a man who doesn't know what's going on with you know the pregnancy that he's a part of. So absolutely you should get back to him. Um, it would be irresponsible of you not to. What should you say to him? You should be on you should be honest with him. And you should tell him how you're feeling and that you don't really want people to know. Um, what should I tell my friends and teachers? Like I said, you should tell them you're sick, you're, you know, uh, um, you know, exhausted, you haven't been well, whatever. In terms of, you know, you said you don't look the same, feel the same, you don't think you are the same. You need to see a counselor, you need therapy. You asked, how do you deal with this shame? you get therapy, you know? It's not an easy thing what you did and you didn't have a choice. It wasn't just like a teen pregnancy thing where, you you know, should I keep it? Should I not? You know, from what I've, you know, I've read one sentence about ectopic pregnancies, it sounded like it could have been a serious problem and you had to get it done. So you did. Um, The shame about surrounding getting pregnant, maybe it's a lesson to be learned you know you're young make sure you you know stay protected and all this um but yeah uh you know you if you're feeling that way you need to see somebody it's a, it's a big it's a big event in your life okay so um maybe someone outside not a school counselor maybe go and seek some professional help um hopefully you know i know the medical system oh i don't know where you're from either no, yes i do cuz you spell mom m o m so you're from America the medical system's over there is a bit different I don't know what the cost is of all that I don't know whether you can afford it or not I'm sure your parents could help you out I don't know what your um you know your your family's um health insurance situation is but I think it's imperative that you see somebody if not there's there's other options there's online counseling options I don't I, you know for something like this I think face to face would be nice um but, yeah, I would just suggest getting help in one form or another. Um, but thank you, Annabelle. Bung, bung. And, I, you know, it was a big move. It was a big move. And uh, I'm proud of you for getting getting through it. And uh, since you are in America, maybe you're not at school yet. And so, hopefully, you probably won't hear this. You probably won't hear this because, actually, the episode doesn't release until Sunday. So, um, yeah, but. I'm sure that you'll be fine and hopefully you listen to the, the episode and uh, some some sort of something that I said hopefully helps. I don't fucking know. Uh, what have we got here? This one is from Gary. I don't know why it's always fake names. There's just no, dude, honestly, there's no Gary's, there's no Bob's. There's no fucking, you know, what else, what else do we get? Like Ethel, you know, just fucking put your name in, man. But this person reckons his name's Gary. And he says, uh, subject line, help, I think a homeless person is living in my basement. So, of course, I'm going to click that. Uh, So, for the past couple months, I had a suspicion there was someone living in my basement and had this suspicion because I would hear strange noises throughout the night, such as banging and scratching. Well, that sounds like a possum, all right? This would go on all throughout the night sometimes waking me up. As well as the noise, I also started noticing food going missing. Dude, this is a possum or a fucking chipmunk. No, not chipmunk. What's it called? Raccoon. Honestly, at first I thought it was going crazy, but I wouldn't be able to find food I could have swore I bought. Now something to note is that there is a basement window that has been broken for a while and doesn't lock. It's on the side of the house, where the ground sinks lower, meaning it's above surface. A couple of days ago, I went to investigate the basement. We never go down there since we just have a bunch of old crap stored down there. To my surprise, there was a well-used sleeping bag and food wrappers and containers bunched up in the corner. I believe someone is using my basement to sleep during the night. How should I go about this situation? Oh, dude, that's easy. Um, fix the window. You get that? Fix the window. Easy money. Gary. Someone's got to tell you this and it's going to be me. You's a dumb motherfucker, bro. (laughs) Fix the window, Gary. Easy money. God damn it. That's retarded, bro. And I'm not supposed to say that. But if you, you know, you, I know it's dope. It's like a dope thing to be homeless these days. It's like, we're off the grid. We're fucking, we're living in our own society. It's like a trendy thing to do to be fucking homeless. But check this out. I live in a house with windows that I lock. And I've got no homeless people in my house. So the best thing you could do is fix the window, bro. Or call the cops when you hear the, the noise. But also... They're gonna you know what they're gonna say? Fix your window, Gary. Fix your fucking window, Gary. God damn it. Some people are for sure recharded, bro. But that's alright. I love you guys, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I um yeah, I wasn't very funny today. I think I'm a bit worried about stuff, but um I just don't know how I, I couldn't I couldn't not do the pot. I love this shit. I love this shit. This is my fucking favorite thing. I look forward to it. I wish I could do it every day. I wish I had the time and resources to do this shit every day, honestly. Would I do an hour a day? No. I, <laughs> I wouldn't put you guys through that, but I'd probably do like 20 minutes a day or like I miss doing twice a week. But again, time and resources. Um, But I love you guys, man. Make sure you love yourselves. Welcome to the potty on everything. Please hit that share button, man. None of you motherfuckers share it. And I know you don't because I see it when you do. Just hit it. It's not hard. Just fucking hit it. I love you, man. I fucking love you guys. Thank you for listening and telling friends to tell friends because I do see the numbers are slowly, slowly, slowly growing, but slowly is better than the alternative. Well, no. Slower is not better than faster, but slower is better than nothing. So thank you. I love you guys. Make sure you love yourselves. And as always, bang bang. Baby broke on two. Baby broke to.